This is a Federal News Network podcast. We start out with some of our own reporting on the GAO's high-risk list. The Pentagon still has a very long way to go before it gets itself completely off that list. But progress is progress. GAO's latest biennial list published this week gives DOD credit for better management of its more than $1 trillion in real property. The result? It's one area the GAO deleted from this year's list. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has written about some of the reasons behind that decision. He joins me now. And Jared, let's begin with why they're off the list. There are multiple reasons, but I think one thing that keeps coming up over and over again in the in the GAO's description of why they made this decision, Tom, is, is connections back to the base realignment and closure process, which, as we all remember, DOD had been requesting throughout most of the Obama administration, 2013 through 2017, and never got a yes on that from Congress. I don't believe they ever actually requested it in the past two years under the Trump administration. But in lieu of BRAC, a lot of stuff has been happening. DOD has gotten a better sense of exactly what its facility footprint on an installation-by-installation basis is, including by requiring everybody starting last year, all the military services, to move all of their real property inventory into a centralized web-based system, which replaced this process of going out from the Pentagon and having to do data calls to all the military services to populate a previous version of that database. It ended up just being riddled with errors. Consequently, DOD just really didn't have even a, a clear picture of how much real estate it really did own, the condition of that real estate, what was actually in it. It calls to mind something Tom Modley, when he was Undersecretary of the Navy, always brought up starting a couple of years ago when the Navy had discovered tens of thousands of spare parts in a warehouse that they ended up being able to repurpose back into F-18 aircraft. And it wasn't just that they didn't know the parts were there. They didn't know the warehouse was there. So that's the sort of stuff that DOD has been getting better on over time. That's that's just one example. I was going to ask because that same time they were doing all this counting, there were also reports which you chronicled of the terrible condition of many of the warehouses, docks, naval repair bays, and so forth. And so maybe they discovered a capital need at the same time they were simply inventorying everything. I think that's part of it. And and not to bring this back up to my obsession with BRAC, but I think this also is an area that is tied to BRAC in lieu of being able to actually have the legal authority to go in and close down and sell off excess infrastructure. There has been more of an effort to figure out exactly what you have, which would normally be part of the BRAC process. Um, part of the part, part of the BRAC process is that DOD has to, first of all, it gets funding to do this, but go through and do a real inventory of what the actual facility assets are compared to what the actual facility needs are. And once it became clear that that authority wasn't coming, I think they kind of decided it's time to go ahead and do some of that work anyway which GAO has been urging them to do. Alongside that whole process, there was the budget cuts that were forced starting in 2013 timeframe with sequestration. And within the operation and maintenance budget, one of the biggest things that took a hit were the facility sustainment restoration and modernization accounts. And during sort of the nadir of all that, there was DOD was only funding its its building upkeep, getting back to your point, to about 70% to 80%, sometimes in the high 80s and a really good year of the actual need. And after several consecutive years of that and several consecutive years of deterioration, the Army, for example, decided, all right, let's just bite the bullet on the one-time costs of doing 
demolition to what we think are unneeded facilities or actually unoccupied facilities rather than spending all this money to keep them in reasonably good repair because those are going to be ongoing bills over time. So that that's another issue that GAO raised. They have started to make some smart decisions getting rid of not closing bases, but getting rid of facilities on those bases that were completely unoccupied and and unusable. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. I guess this is all a good argument for knowing exactly what you have. But then, as you also have noted and reported, there's plenty of DOD programs that are nowhere near off that list yet. Yeah, this this is just one that DOD had on the list, and there are still five out there, and they are big ones. The whole weapon system acquisition process, DOD financial management, DOD business systems modernization, DOD's approach to business transformation, and DOD contract management. Absolutely huge issues that I would not expect to come off, at least in the in the next list two years from now. And the DOD financial management one, the fact that that's still there, in a way gave some cover to the issues that were under the DOD support infrastructure management issue, because that whole topic of inventorying DOD's real property assets and, and what's contained in those warehouses, that is absolutely a financial management issue that's directly tied to the financial audit and is the reason that they started going back and doing more careful inventories of those facilities and finding all of the spare F-18 parts. And because DOD financial management is also its own separate high-risk area, I think GAO felt a little bit justified in saying, all right, a lot of these remaining issues that are connected to real property management really are financial management issues, and we can account for them there while letting DOD off the hook on some of the improvements that they've made in the in the real property area. One of which, and, and we, we haven't talked about all of them, but another really big thing, I think, is that DOD has done a much better job of figuring out where it's potentially wasting money on leased space that it doesn't need. Just taking the case of the Army again, for example, they had very close to 4 million square feet of leased office space in the National Capital Region, and they've gotten that down to just about 1 million in the past 10 years. It's going to be really interesting to see if they even decide they need that 1 million in a post-COVID environment, because I think everybody throughout all the military services, really throughout government, agrees we're not going back to the same sort of workplace, um, fully populated workplaces that we had before the pandemic. So I I will be very curious to see if they need any lease space at all in the national capital region or if everybody can essentially just work from the Pentagon and the Mark Center. The other issue with the high risk list, too, is that because something comes off doesn't mean it's off forever. And sometimes these things have a way of toggling back and forth. And you've been covering some of those topics also. Yeah, that's right. So this is only the third time in history that DOD has had an area taken off of GAO's high-risk list. The last one was in 2019 when they got the issue of DOD supply chain management taken off. But the other one, the other previous one, was back in 2011 when GAO took DOD's personnel security clearance program off of the list. Remember, those were back in the days when DOD was originally still in charge of the entire background investigation process for all of government, and they had just dug themselves out of a pretty substantial backlog by doing a lot of business process improvements, led in part by what was then the Deputy Chief Management Office office. Since then, of course, DOD has been taken out of the role of the lead agency for security clearance investigations. The backlog grew again, and now DOD's got the responsibility back again. Background investigations are back on the list as of 2018. That was sort of a rare move by GAO to, to add something to the list in between those odd-numbered years when the, when the new list usually comes out. But in any case, as you say, you, you can 
get something taken off the list and then have it back put back on. That is the case with background investigations. To be fair, DOD has only gotten back the responsibility for those investigations since the time it was added back to the list. So we're going to have to see how well they do at uh, digging out of the backlog again and, and then seeing if they can get the government back into a good spot. Be careful what you wish for. Federal News Network's Jared Serbo, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.